Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome back to the Run.Down post-game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel, as well as the Strickland Podcast Network. If you are listening to this after the Knicks win, um, what probably shouldn't have been a nail-biter, but it was nonetheless 106-104 to the 76ers who were missing one James Harden and one Joel Embiid. Um, but Tyrese Maxey made sure to make up for it the most he could. Um, but yeah, this was a very interesting game, I would say. Um, I, it, it feels like, it sort of feels like Thibs watched last post game and heard all the wonderful things we had to say about him and his his wonderful rotations and substitution patterns. Um, but no, he, re, he there was a lot of things that he he did differently in today's game that we'll talk about. Um, just going through the just the main glaring one or the two main glaring ones I think would have to be the starting lineup change with Grimes starting the game, which was speculated so heavily throughout the day because Thibs wanted to be so mysterious for whatever reason. Guy's a showman, no matter uh, whether he wants to admit it or not. Um, and that was the that was the the first main um, change. And then today, down ten in the fourth quarter, he decided to deploy the Ob Randall pairing in the fourth quarter. Um, we will get into that as well. Uh, I think we could just start off with that because I think that was like this is something that the fan base has been clamoring for for ages now, and it's just like. It finally happened, and we feel vindicated because, like, the minutes that he played with Randall, the team was successful, and they won those minutes, and it wasn't a blowout, so can't skew the lineup data there, Thibs. Um, <laughs> got you there. But, yeah, it was just encouraging to see, especially with Obi knocking down the threes. I think that, like, he is just shooting it with so much confidence to start the year. It's just been very encouraging, and, you know, you're just hoping that it continues and he can, he can keep building on this. And hopefully Thibs is more willing to do these lineups, based, especially based on matchups, and try even more things that are out of the box. But, you know, let's let's keep it here for now. Let's be let's accept this from Thibs. This is just like this is like him getting undressed in front of us. Like <laughs> like this is what it is. But yeah, um, how do we how do how do we feel about, I guess, that lineup to start things off? I know this major pause, whatever. Yeah, Um I hate that lineup and it worked tonight, so I have nothing I have nothing to say about it. Um it it was not working good the first couple of minutes. Like they were bleeding points. And I think as soon as it started as soon as they started to score and I felt like they kind of locked in. I feel like they were like, oh shit, this is actually happening. And then after they settled, the lineup was great. Um, I think they were bleeding points more because Fournier was still out there on the court with them. That's a fair point. Um but yeah, I think one What do you mean? What do you mean by bleeding points? I think like what the lead went up from like eight to like I think eleven. I won't. No, play. no way. I have to check the um. I have to check the play by play. But as soon as as soon as, dude, uh, dude, as, soon as no, Obi no, came in, no, um, no they were way. already up by twelve. The when Randall game. came, when Randall came in, they were down twelve. It never yeah. got bigger than twelve. They they won their minutes the whole time. Let's see. Uh, sub in. Okay. Obi immediately hit a three, and then Obi immediately got an alley oop, and they cut it to seven. And then yeah, it kind of kind of stagmented, but it never went back above 12. It was below 12 the rest of the way. Okay, they won right, their right. minutes very yeah, soundly. I'm checking them out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, um, yeah, uh, it was good. It was good tonight. It was great tonight. 
<clears throat> even, especially with Obi hitting that three that put the that put them up one, which kind of felt like that was the shot that basically put the Knicks ahead for good, even though it didn't really feel like it down the stretch. Yeah, nothing to complain about with that lineup tonight. It was good. I hope we see it more because I have tentative hope for that lineup. I would like to see it against a better unit than the Sixers G League team. But at the same time, you can't argue with the results, and the results were that it was a very positive lineup tonight. I mean, there are real concerns with the lineup, and there are reasons that Thibodeau has been so hesitant to go to it. But per usual, the people who side with Thibodeau miss the Grand Canyon-sized middle ground here. Nobody reasonable has ever been saying they don't even need a backup center. Obi Toppin can be their backup center. Nobody has ever been saying that. All we've ever said is if you do it a couple minutes a half, Obi can go from playing 15 minutes to 20 to 25 minutes a game. It's a way to increase Obi Toppin's minutes floor is just to be open-minded just a little bit to let them share the court for a little bit, to not need 48 minutes of rim protection. And we got a little lucky because – Jericho Sims just wasn't protecting the rim. And I think Tibbs saw that. He was just like, well, if, if Jericho Sims isn't going to protect the rim, I might as well just try this because I'm not taking Obi out. Um, it was great tonight. It was um, the, the, the only weakness I would say was defensive rebounding. But it wasn't from like an overpowered standpoint, which I thought was encouraging. It was from what we've seen a lot of from all units these first seven games in that they didn't box out. Like all their offensive rebounds came off of guys just standing and watching. And so that's an area every unit has to improve at, you know, like it can't be, it's not just the OB Randall lineup that has to work on boxing out. Everyone has to get better at boxing out. Um, I loved it. This is the most excited I've been being a Knicks fan since the RJ buzzer beater, I would say. Um, And it's also just like a different kind of excitement because as we'll get into in a little bit, more so than the OB Randall lineup, it's just you can at least picture an outcome now where we start seeing different lineups. And that just felt so impossible last after last game. So, you know, I'm not saying it's a guarantee that Thibodeau is going to like change or whatever, but it it's more likely than it was before the night started. And that's a good thing as a Knicks fan. Well, we got tomorrow to see if, you know, this experiment continues so we don't have to wait too long. Um, Yeah, so Obi, he was great tonight. Um, You know, there were some moments where it was like, oh, no, the three isn't falling. Then he started to pick it back up. Um, But, yeah, um, Cam Reddish played a pretty solid game tonight as well. He picked up for... um, Grimes in those, those he had foul trouble and he's just he's just trying to get his legs back under him I think too with Grimes, um, and I think in no time he'll be he'll back to himself. Um, picked up for Fournier because Fournier was just Fournier. Yeah, he was he, awful he was, tonight. He was dreadful tonight. Yeah. If we go, to, if we if we just say no Rose, no Fournier, and go down to a nine man rotation, that'll force Tibbs to really step on this. Um, this outlook of uh, staggering rotations, by the way. If we go down to a nine-man rotation, which I think we should. I mean, Fournier has been awful all season, and Rose, I don't even know what he's doing. Rose is cooked. Yeah. Rose is ready. 
I told you, I tweeted it earlier. He's ready to be a motivational speaker in Chicago prisons, like with the hat on and everything. Like he's ready to talk about life and building yourself up back from the bottom. He is not fit to be on an NBA court right now. He is so uh, hooked. Oh my gosh. Like everything he does, it looks like it's just like de- delayed. Like his passing, he's like, has so many, how many turnovers did he have tonight? Like he had four, four. in seven minutes. That is insane. That is insane. He was bad. Yeah, him him and, and Fournier, they've been absolutely bad this year. And, I mean, the value that they had in the offseason, that probably might have been their highest at this point. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, but, yeah. Um, who else had a pretty good game tonight? Oh, Jalen Brunson. How could we forget? Jalen Brunson had a good game tonight. Um, 23 That's- points, I believe it was. Um, six rebounds, seven assists. So, you know, almost a, a, a triple-double. He's been really good on the boards, which I which is very encouraging. Um, and, you know, he was he started off missing a lot of middies, which was a little bit like, uh, is this – are you going to, like, go into your passive mode? But, no, nah, he kept being aggressive. I really liked his second quarter. Um, he was really getting to the rim a lot. Um, also, that third quarter, he was getting to the rim a lot. So that was very encouraging to see. Um, RJ had a good game tonight as well. 22 points, nine rebounds, two assists, um, three point shot. Took a lot of threes tonight. Um, I didn't, it didn't really bother me that much. I didn't even notice he took that many threes until I actually looked at the box score, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good game from him as well. I think, um, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about RJ game a lot because I love this game and I I, I, I I love this game. Like he looked significantly in command in his spots especially in that like three to ten foot area where he struggles a ton like that push shot was going tonight his ability to manipulate the defenses remember like you saw that um that there was a turnover from the Sixers and in transition he was able to on one play get down the lane make a finish at the cup and then the next play, he knows that people are going to try to put bodies against them. And then he literally passes to Hardenstein with the pass, and Hardenstein watches it in. Like, the way he manipulated defenses tonight, and I get it, not the best opponent tonight, but at the same time, that's what you want to see RJ Barrett do. I don't care about the three ball because I think the three ball is going to come. I'm not worried about the three ball long term. Mm-hmm. But that's the game where I'm like, okay, RJ Barrett, there's something that, like, you can build off of. And as a team, team I want to say, like, they can finally hit two pointers, which is fantastic to see. And the three ball will come. I'm not worried about the three ball because I know this team has better shooters than the percentages. I feel like this team is average to good three point shooting, maybe not top two like they were two years ago, but can this be like a top 15, top 10 three point shooting team? I wouldn't be surprised. Like this personnel can shoot. Um, so give it more than eight games. But yeah, like I feel like the offensive process was there. I feel like especially from RJ that's a game where I'm just really happy to see him do that and it wasn't just like the block score with the playmaking because the playmaking was a lot deeper than just two assists oh yeah for sure I was surprised he only had two assists because the manipulation that he was doing on a lot of those drives it was something that he wasn't doing those first couple games because it seemed like he was pressing in those games because he just wasn't I don't know if it wasn't because he wasn't really involved in the flow of the offense or just shots weren't falling, but tonight he definitely looked more poised, more in control. Um, and you know, that, like you said, it's encouraging to see this cause you know, this is something that you could build upon. Um, 
And yeah, we'll see how it looks tomorrow. We're back in MSG versus the Celtics. How'd you feel about RJ's performance, um, Jeff? Tyrese's point about the twos he made is so on point. Like a game when RJ shoots 50%, but 25% from three is so much more encouraging than if he shot 50%, but 75% from three. Because for him to reach his ceiling, it's not about being reliant on making threes. It's all about getting to the basket and being not one of the literally one of the worst players in the league from like five to 15 feet, which is what he's been. Um, and yeah, if you go eight for 16 and you shoot 25% from three, guess what? And you shoot eight threes. Guess what? That means he was six of eight from two. So an RJ game where he shoots 75 per, or Jesus. Yeah. 75% from two is a good one. Um, I thought he rebounded really well. Um, we pretty much he, – he didn't really play too many minutes with Fournier. So – Thank God. He was taken off the primary assignment pretty much for the, mo- for the, for the most of the game, mm-hmm. which meant that he spent more time in the paint and could help out rebounding down low in the trenches. I thought he did a really good job of that. The play Tyrese talked about after his bucket where he uh, – manipulated the big man and bounced that slip pass for to Hardenstein for Hardenstein for the easy dunk was one of my favorite plays of his of the entire season. It was just beautiful. And it was the type of thing we need to see from him. It was an awesome game. Um, I feel pretty comfortable saying that he was the best player on the Knicks tonight and maybe on the court. I mean, I know Maxi was good, but and put up good numbers, but I mean, he was also 10 for 29 and like, we know Maxie's not really doing a ton on defense. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel pretty comfortable saying that RJ bear was the best player tonight. Um, him or Brunson. Um, uh, and to that point, six or seven in the restricted area. That's, that's what's going to get him paid. Well, he already got paid, but that's, what's going to get him to Utah this year. Like, um, and for the All-Star game, not talking about the trade. Uh, we know, Tyrese, we know. <laughs> I had to make sure that was clarified. I don't need people to be like, well, he can't go to Utah. No, talk about the All-Star game. Like, but that's the stuff that you want to see. You want to see him finish 6-7 from 3 in the restricted area. Not taking a lot of mid-range shots. Like, I don't want to see him take mid-range shots. I'm sorry. Like, if you can get to the basket, maybe put up, like, hit that floater and hit your threes in the corner whenever you get him and get to the line six times a game and finish there. I wish he shot five or six instead of four or six at the line, especially up the stretch. But, like, you'll take what you can get, and ultimately that's a good game. So. Wow. Evan Fournier, 14 minutes. Wow. Wow. He, it feels like the end is near. Good. It's got to it's gotta be. There's no way. There's no way you can go back. Like, with Tatum and Brown – there's no way he can go back to Fournier over Cam tomorrow. You just can't. And he and look, the eleven man. If he does, if he does, his his reasoning will be like, well, you know, Evan Fournier averaged a whole bunch of these points last year against the Celtics. I that would be oh, yeah, that would be a classic Thibs thing. It's a really I, good I, Honestly, does Cam start tomorrow? I don't know. No. I mean, he finished tonight. Because, like, I don't think Grimes is ready yet. I don't think yeah, he's Grimes ready yet. Still, he still needs his legs under him. 
he did he did look rough on that on that take where he got fouled. He got up a little gingerly. And I, I would not be surprised if they don't want to play him on a back-to-back. That's a good point. So, honestly, I think Cam starts tomorrow. It would make sense I, against the Celtics' size. It makes a ton of sense, and I feel like even with Cam not being the best at the POA, he's still serviceable. And I kind of feel like there's a there's a point where you can run a Brunson, quickly, RJ, Cam, center lineup, or you put Randall up to five. And or even Obi, and honestly, that length at the POA between IQ and Cam, like that's probably the lineup that's going to do a lot of work against the Celtics, especially since you know they can stretch it up to five with Horford. Um, yeah, I, I would not trust if Cam starts tomorrow. I think he does. Tonight's game was just so unbelievably vindicating in so many areas, like. Even us as like huge quickly fans, like he was really bad in the second half, but it's okay. You're allowed to have bad halves, but we just, it just, we saw so many different things succeed. We saw RJ and Cam play the two, three. We saw RJ play the four. And all we ever talk about on here is how versatile this roster is. And like what Tyrese just alluded to, there's once you get started down that rabbit hole, there's so many lineup combinations that under the old ways we were never going to see. And if Tibbs is actually willing to just start mixing it up and start staggering and start, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. There's just, there's honestly no limit to the amount of combinations we're, we're going to be able to see. And it's, it's really exciting, honestly, like if this is actually a real thing. Tibbs went his back to the wall, coded better than Tyloo. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> like t- Tibbs, when he has to go like short rotations, or like his job was on the line is gonna give you some, like. Well, I need his job to be on the line for the rest of the year. Then it probably is. Like, if he loses to the Blue Jackets tonight, can you imagine that conversation tomorrow? He gets spanked by the Celtics. Like, dude, at that point, it's okay. This is the game that could probably save your season. Because realistically, this is the game that you need. Harden is gonna be playing for the next month. He broke his foot, and beat it has a sickness. Pussyhurtitis, and like this is the game where like D'Anthony Melton is starting, bro. PJ Tucker's at the five. Montrez Harrell's at the four. You have to win that game, and they by hook or by crook won it. And Tibbs was showing a lot of growth in that area, so I kind of feel like you kind of need to keep this momentum going. You you can't play Rose and Fournier anymore, man. Like if they're getting minutes, it needs to be like. 10 max garbage minutes they need to be coming off at the end of the game when it's decided already i need derrick rose to get his yearly injury it's time like i know he's lost a lot of weight and he's a positive person in the locker room but i need him to be positive by Todd gibson son really pulled up and was like pulled up shirtless to training camp and is like putting up shitters like all right man put your shirt back on um yeah. All right. Before we get into some comments, everyone's favorite part of these live streams. <laughs> NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. 
In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Um, Looking forward to tomorrow's games. Let me take a look. We have, of course, the Knicks and the Celtics. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's the perfect matchup to target. Um, we can go with RJ is over in points. I'm confident in that. Um, Randall over in rebounds, and I will say Brunson over in assists. Um, I'll take Obi's over in points too, if if the line is 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 permitting. Um, if it's not too something too crazy after his his recent stretch of performances, but if it's like at the same like seven point five that it was today, I think whatever it was, take that. Um. I would not take anyone's money line in this one. This could be a really interesting, tricky matchup. But, yep, um, download this DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. All right. Now let's get to some comments. Uh, Brian Benjamin, always tuning in like super early and leaving comments. Shout out to him. Um, I guess uh, I guess he was commenting as he was watching, which is something very interesting to do. Um, so, yeah, let's let's address this one. Um, Julius going back into that shitty bag of his. Yeah, that first quarter was that was rough. If he throws the ball for three seconds, then it's not going to be a good move. Why hasn't anyone told him that? I'm sure people are telling him that. It's a matter of like him just reverting to, I guess, old habits, which are super hard to break in the NBA. Um, but yeah, I, I thought in the first quarter, his decision-making was was really bad. I mean, wasn't like the first possession of the game a turnover from him? Like he held the ball, jabbed a couple times, drove into the lane, and then got stripped. But yeah, he had like a lot of turnovers early on. It, it did not look pretty. I think as the game settled in and as guys started to settle into their roles on the court in, the, in this game, um, he focused more on crashing the glass and and like, um, I guess, setting people up somehow. Um, but yeah, he kind of stepped away from the offensive standpoint of scoring. He wasn't really looking for a shot um, and he just kind of played within the flow of the offense, I think, just a little bit. Um, and that was okay, I guess. Um, what'd you guys think about, um, number 30's performance tonight? Uh, that first half, I had to watch the game on mute. Um, because the bricks were so loud, I felt like I was hearing gunshots outside my home in San Antonio. Um, I didn't, I didn't even bring up the shots. I didn't even want to bring up the shots, but yeah. I, I could do that. Um, I, I threw my 30 jersey in disgust. And then in the fourth quarter for the free throws, I put it back on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the first half was really bad. Uh, like It, it was last year, Randall. Like, the turnovers were really bad. I kind of feel like some of them were just really sloppy. And then some of them were, like, the bullshit offensive fouls that he gets, which some of them were bullshit. But, like, at the same time, it's like, I he really, he, like, he, yeah. And then in the fourth quarter, I kind of feel like 
he was able he did a lot in the glass the fourth quarter like some key some key rebounds some key possessions jeff high leverage rebound high leverage rebound after after obi blew the box out that was big i literally saw the high leverage i was like oh jeff's gonna love that one I literally tweeted out highest leverage out highest leverage rebound of the season question mark. You're right, probably of his life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, yeah, I no complaints about that. Um also holy shit, Obi Topic scored 13 in the short. That's why. Um nine shots. Holy fuck. Anyway, uh but yeah, like great rebounding in the fourth. He didn't take a shot, he knew his role, he played defense. He got people involved. He broke down defenses. Like, that's what you want him to do. He was also 6 for 13 from the field tonight. So it's not the worst performance. And he shot really well from two. The three ball has been dreadful. I will admit that much. But he's still getting it done from two-point range is what I want to see. Like, I feel like that's where he's going to make his hay. Um, I do expect some positive regression from the three. I don't think he's going to go for, like, an 0 for 18 stretch or wherever he was until he made a three this game. I just kind of need him to, you know, once that three ball gets up, I think he'll be, like, okay. I still think ultimately, also, like, the free throws have been weirdly, weirdly off. Like, even more spike. I'm used to him being, like, a 75, 76% free throw shooter. He was just off tonight. shocking that way he made the four straight in the fourth. His free throws under pressure have been weird since his first. Like, I feel like his first year he could have hit them under pressure, and then like the last couple of years he's been decent at it. Like the free throws at least, everything else no. But like the free throws are what all that matters, and he did his job with the free throws tonight. Uh, yeah, I still think he could be around high seventies to even eighty, low eighties. But again, really weird sample size early, so I'm not gonna get too worried about that. But yeah. He's hitting his twos. I expect positive regression on the threes. I think he'll be fine overall. But tonight, the first half was very, very bad. And then the second half was All right. okay. Like, that's a game you're just like, all right, okay. Like, overall, you'll be like, okay, 30. You did your job. You kept us in the game. You had some really good – you had some really, really good possessions on the stretch. And then you could grade it out as, like, a B minus C plus. Yeah, the first half was really rough. Um, it definitely felt like he was, like, calling his own number more than usual for this season. It was definitely the most frustrated I've been from a, okay, here's another possession where, like, yeah, we might have some superficial action, but we don't really have any action. It's just Julius doing Julius stuff. And that's always kind of – tonight's not the night to do, like, a Julius versus Obi thing. But that's always kind of been the thing, like what's been there between the two of them is that when Randall's in control, it's kind of at the expense of team offense. Like even when other people touch the ball, it's, you know, late in the shot clock, he's driving and kicking out and they're sort of play finishers. But Obi is just more of a connector. And each of those types of player has value obviously but the argument has always been when Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett are on your team which is more valuable to that team um I'm not you know calling for Obi to start I Obi better play more going forward like he's 
once again proven like he needs more minutes. Um, but as far as Randall goes, I mean, it wasn't a great game. I think B minus is kind of generous to be honest, but like whatever, I'd be nitpicking. Um, his turnovers were really bad. Yeah, I just I don't know. I was and until down the stretch, I mean, he deserves all the credit in the world for hitting those four free throws. That was awesome. That was, you know, and me and Sam have talked about it before. I don't know about before the Knicks, but on the Knicks, he's been like one of the least clutch free throw shooters ever. Like I didn't, I didn't have confidence. He was going to make those four. I didn't think he was going to two either time and he proved me wrong. So good for him. It was the $104 million man, Jalen Brunson that ended up missing one that kind of got people spooked a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I always give, um, 30 shit on Twitter for when he does those turnovers and shit. So if you just look at my feed, you'll just see a whole bunch of shit about like pass the ball and, oh, another one. Great. And yeah, you'll see it. Um, (laughs) all right. Um, Jordan Bub says, let's be real. If Mitch didn't go down, we don't see Obi Randall line up. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not too sure because last game, he also didn't play Mitch down the stretch and Mitch was healthy. Um, and I, I I think he had like four fouls, but like he was still able to play him, but he went with Hartenstein. Um, so maybe it's like a matchup thing that maybe Thibs is approaching um, sort of, hopefully. Um, but it could also be his back was against the wall and like he's about to get fired if he doesn't like win this game against the 76ers, um, like third stringers, basically. Um, beside outside of Tobias Harris and um, Tyrese Maxey, but yeah, could have been could have been either or. Um, and directly relating that to Menno F, who says this Ob Randall lineup at the end of the game really saved Thibs' job today. Can't make this stuff up. LMAO. Yep, the one thing that Thibs was like so hesitant to go to could be the very reason why he keeps his job. Unfortunately. <coughs> Oh my gosh. Mm. All right. Um, JL says, was Thibs going to get fired if he lost this game? Changing the starting lineup and finally running a Randall OB lineup makes me think his seat was extremely hot. Yeah. I, I don't think he gets fired this game, but I feel like it goes into a Rolodex of why he should. Like if he loses this game and then he loses against Boston tomorrow and then like they lose against like Whoever's next, whether it's the, I think it's the Timberwolves, Timberwolves, they lose then. Yeah, they I feel the, like the Nets who are in a tailspin, but they actually won today. Um, but yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like this, like the last two games you should have won, <laughs> you lost them. Really, the last, yeah, the last two games you really you should have won, you lost them. If you lose this game where their two best players are out, your seat is like scalding and then if you lose the Celtics tomorrow night, I kind of feel like that's grounds for like, okay, yeah, we need to get you out of here. But tonight, yeah, like, like I don't think that change happens if they're like, yo, we are really close to fire PQ. It's desperation. Yeah. I mean, whatever it was, I'm, I'm just glad it happened, so I hope it keeps happening. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not getting my hopes up, but I, 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 I don't think it's. I don't think you can deny. I don't think anybody can deny that the chances of an increase in rotations is higher right now than it was, you know, three hours ago before we saw this. So, to me, that's as good as it gets. And like honestly, I'm just, I'm just kind of sick of the negativity and just being negative. Um, 
The and fans like, are not gonna like that. Everything, all the takes, like anytime. I mean, we all know how anyone gets whenever quickly has a bad game. Like if we lost and quickly had a bad game. I mean, thank God they play tomorrow because it would have only been, you know, 12 hours or so of disgusting takes. But, um, you know, they'll still, I think they'll still pop out. Oh, they're still yeah, they, I mean, they will. But I think winning kind of cures that. And like, you know, nobody wants Fournier playing over quickly or anyone like even Cam. Like, I don't think any. I think we're I think we're just done with that. I don't, I don't think you're Fournier has to play. Right all, all the fans are going to be in your mentions right now. It's going to be Nemo and like six other people. Uh, um Jordan Bob also says Obi and Randall can work if you put in length of RJ IQ cam and play more switch heavy scheme. Could be very beneficial for the team. Yes, they need to switch. They need to switch. They need to switch. If I see Obi the fucking drop again, I I'm going to rip like I don't understand why they don't drop. Every time they play drop, they look horrible because they don't give you rim protection. Like, what? Okay, rather, I should rephrase that. Obi gives you help rim protection, but he doesn't give you, like, drop defense rim protection. What they need to do is switch everything because, realistically, Obi is better on the perimeter than he is in our drop scheme. And Randall is great in a switch scheme because he has the footwork to be able to guard one to four. Of course, in practice, theory, two different things. But, like... His footwork and his size allows him to guard one to four in a perfect world. And really, I mean, we've seen when Randall gives a gives a flying rat's ass that I've seen this man keep up with Kyrie Irving. Okay, and I know we should not be talking about Kyrie Irving right now, but at the same time, that dude can still dribble and handle. And I saw Julius Randall keep up with him step for step. Like that man, like hell, even in the playoffs, the best defender on on Trey Young Young was was Julius. So like. Clearly, the talent is there, and I feel like once the offense, like, can get their shit together in terms of, like, hierarchy, I feel like that's part of the reason why there's, like, everybody's kind of struggling right now, because, like, whose ball is it? Mine, yours, yada, yada, and, like, the rotations and staggering doesn't help, because, like, staggering would solve a lot of these issues where, like, everybody gets their chance to quote-unquote cook, but I think once the offense figures out the defense, we'll figure it out figure out itself, but like they need to do more switch schemes because especially if they're gonna play small like that, they need to be switching they cannot play in the drop. I thought uh I thought there were moments in the fourth um when both Randall and Obi, whether it was by design or by accident, uh switched onto a smaller guy and did and handled themselves really well. Um yeah, so not much to say besides I absolutely agree. And when they play together, they should switch. And yeah, the quickly, quickly RJ Cam, Obi Randall would be a really, really fun lineup. And I hope we get to see it. Man, all right. I think I hope I hope tomorrow we can see it. I mean, that would be a pretty. I think the Celtics are a, a pretty decent opponent that you can try that against with the lineups that the Celtics um, try at least with like Derek White, Brogdon, um, Brown, Tatum, um, Williams. So I think that's a pretty fair um, opponent to try that against. Ozzy Mazi says, Obi Toppin saved my life, purified our water supply and watered our crops. (laughs) Um, Shout out to Obi Toppin, man. He just like, you know, just played well, played great game. 
made everybody. And that happy. was like, like that was not a small deal. Like th- Clyde was talking about before the game started about how even NBA guys feel pressure and Grimes, you know, played 40 or whatever regular season games last year. And he even mm-hmm. started a couple, but he was literally playing his first real minutes of the season. He was starting and Clyde was like, you know, he's going to feel some pressure, you know, hot, stepping into the starting lineup. There's some pressure on him. Well, Obi knew how big a deal the, that fourth quarter was. He knew that like, if he was going to prove to Tibbs that he can not, I mean, I think Tibbs knows he can play more, but Rand, but Obi knows his only path to playing more is being able to play with Randall. As long as Randall's on the team, Obi had to know that that was the circumstance and he fucking rose to the occasion, man. Like he, it was just awesome to see. And yeah, just awesome job by Obi. Super thankful for you. <laughs> I mean, that stretch of where he hit the three, and then after that, the next possession, I think it was Jalen Brunson at the and one. I mean, that was just, like, beautiful basketball. Like, that is, like, what you – that's, like, what you envisioned before the season started of, like, what Nick's crunch time basketball at least should look like. Obi out there helping stretch the floor. Jalen Brunson getting into the paint, manipulating, getting what he wants. Like, that is what you envision um, Nick's basketball to be – at least what it's supposed to be consistently. And we'll see if it can continue, but yeah. Um, Let me get to the next comments. People saying Rose should retire. He, will he play tomorrow? He should, maybe he should retire. I don't think he should play tomorrow. Um, It was, it, yo, I, it was so weird that, Dibs like tr- like tried him as the first guard off the bench that last game like that was just like yeah. bizarre to be um but glad he went back to um quickly being the first off the bench maybe it had mm-hmm. to do with the foul trouble that Grimes was in but glad to see it nonetheless by the way regarding quickly since I, I mean we shouldn't talk about him much because again you're allowed to have a bad game I just want to mm-hmm. say we say all the time that like you know Tibbs is and some fans have capped quickly ceiling um, with either like minutes or the role they've carved out for him. He's capping his, as long as his shooting is theoretical, he's capping his own ceiling. Like I believe in the kid and I love the kid because I just love how he plays. I love his overall just mindset. He clearly like just has whatever it is between the ears, but it just every single game he has a bad shooting night. It really makes me laugh because he's so good at all the non-scoring things. Like he rebounded well tonight. He defended well tonight. He does. He made a couple of really nice passes. He always pushes the pace. He does everything well, but shooting. And these people try to like paint this pigeonhole him as this guy who can only score and then they're like, well, he can only score and his field goal percentage is low, so he must not be a good player. No, he's a really good player in spite of his scoring. And, like, I don't not believe in his scoring. I think that, like, I don't know. Like, I think – We've seen stretches. Has, yeah, he, he gets hot, but I think he also has bad shot selection. He had one tonight where he had a mismatch against Paul Reed and he ended up setting on the sideline for, like, a step-back 22-footer with his foot yes. on the line. Like, don't take that fucking shot, man. That's just bad. Yeah, that's a bad um, so yeah, I just want that's the only thing I have to say about quickly. Like he's his floor right now is what it is now because he'll always be able 
to connect. He'll always be able to defend and he'll always try hard. If he wants to reach that next level and like be a really good player, he's got to start fucking putting the ball in the basket more. Yeah. Yeah. Like it may quickly save us. Man, like I need I need post all-star break from last year quickly back. Because that was literally like he was so good, yeah. Like 15 points on 10 shots and getting to line like four times a game still while shooting like like he was like 45, 40, 85. Like that's a player that like that's a Kyle Lowry-esque player, you know? Like that's a Man, like I, I need him to start shooting better. And I know this is usually what happens with him where like he struggles coming out of the gate and then he puts it together late and like it balances out the percentages. But at the same time, he needs to like simplify his offense a bit. And I think once that happens, then like you have a really, really special player. But until then, he's like Marcus Smart with not the defense of Marcus Smart. So like and how much is like the Swiss Army knife? I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife, but, like, if you don't put the ball in the basket, like, Marcus Smart needs to literally be, like, one of the five best defenders in the league to make that work. And so, Smart's, Smart's way more efficient than quickly. He knocks down his threes. No. Right? Like, Smart, it, it, Smart's, Smart's, like, Smart's true shooting percentage is close to 60, maybe? 50, no. between, 50 between 55 no. and 60? No, Smart's true shooting percentage is, like, routinely between 55. Like, between like 53, like 51 to 53%. Uh, um, he's a career 51% true shooting. Oh, wow. Like last year it was um, 54%. And that was like the only good year of true shooting he was on like, 57% in 2018-19. And that was the one year he shot like decently. From and he, three. Just, he just got moted from three. <laughs> yeah. And it was only 36%. Like, yeah, no, you're right. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he just needs to, like, he needs to, I don't know how to say it, but, like, really, he just needs to be a bit more efficient. And until he becomes more efficient, then he's always going to be capped, and he's not going to have a Jalen Brown and a Jason Tatum to play off of, where, like, you can live with his bad offense because the defense is so pivotal. Yeah, 100%. Um he just he's just gotta start putting the ball in the basketball. And I do think, by the way, this is another benefit of Tibbs doing this because I think he hears the noise about not being a point guard. And I think he knows when Tibbs has his 10-man rotations and when Tibbs has his hockey rotations, or his hockey shifts, excuse me, he knows that he is the direct backup of a player and he won't play versatile minutes because Tibbs will only play him as a combo guard. And so part of him is like trying to prove that he's more than that and trying to show all these things he can do. And I think if Tibbs says, all right, enough of that, anybody can come in for anybody except for the centers, obviously, but like, you know, quickly, some nights you'll come in for Brunson. Some nights you'll come in for Grimes. Some nights you'll even come in for RJ and we'll go really small, et cetera. Quickly, we'll stop caring so much about what position he's playing and just fucking play basketball. And I do think mentally that will help him just sort of open up his game and just play play basketball. And I think that'll help him. Yeah, Definitely. I agree. 
I just want my um, son to flourish. Right? Right. I go I go way too hard for son to like do this. Like don't make me look stupid in front of the old people. Um yeah. Don't let, so, let Jay from Florida win. No, I'm like, yes, definitely don't. Don't let that guy win. Um all right, so Jordan Bob's asking him some some questions about matchups, I guess, for tomorrow. Um, so he asks who will start as well as how will we attack the Celtics defense tomorrow? Very good questions. Um, so who's going to start? That's a very good question. Cause Grimes looks a little bit, um, looks like he needs his legs under him. He's like, he needs like a couple games to get his legs under him. Um, so it's a question of, does he go back to Fournier? Probably not. I assume. But you Not never unless know. Unless he wants to be unemployed. Unless, he, like, the way he played 48 tonight, if, like, he was even thinking about starting him, he would not have played, like, 14 minutes tonight. And those minutes in the third quarter felt like poverty. It felt like he gave him those minutes in the, like, the third quarter to be, like, trying like to a do donation? something. Yeah, like a, hey, I still think you can be decent. Try to prove it to me. And as he literally came out and gave you nothing. I would not be surprised if 48 doesn't play tomorrow. Like, oh, wow. I, 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 I think he might be done, dude. Like, I, I think he might be done. And I wouldn't be surprised if Rose is the place tomorrow either. Because just because, like, back to bed, injury management, whatever. But, like, I'm all for can, that. I can absolutely see something like Brunson, RJ, Cam, Julius, uh, Hart and Snack. I don't think um, Mitch plays tomorrow. And then, like, Deuce, IQ, um, OB, and Sims, and they run a nightmare rotation. I'd love that. Oh my gosh. I'd love that. Jeff, you're on mute. Jeff, you're on mute. Do you do you think, Tyrese, that if he does that? I'm not asking what you think Tibbs will do. I'm asking what you think is best. Do you think that if that's the nine-man rotation, if it's yeah, the nine you just said it would make more sense to start quickly so that you're splitting up your only two wings because Cam and RJ are really the only, only true wings you have in that nine man rotation. Uh, I don't like the idea of Deuce running offense. And I feel like if Rose is going to be like, if Rose isn't going to play, then your only two quote unquote point guards are Brunson and quickly. So it kind of feels like, do you want to split up your wing minutes or do you want to split up your rotation minutes, especially because Brunson has to foul trouble decently? So, like, you don't want quickly and Brunson on the court together much at all, most of like closing halves, in my opinion. I feel like with the wing minutes, Grimes can guard a little bit bigger. He can guard some threes. And I feel like against the Celtics specifically, you could probably put him on like a Jalen Brown for a couple stretches. I don't think Jason Tatum, you can put him on, but like Jalen Brown, yeah, Marcus on um, Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. Like, I think the idea, like, I think you want 48 minutes of good guard play. And I feel like you have enough with Grimes to where, like, he can still guard the guards and he can still guard some of the wings on the Celtics as well. So I would take that over potentially something quickly and be in a situation where, like, you may not have a decent bench. Don't don't you think uh... – you could just let's let's just say Brunson and quickly started. Don't you think you could just pull quickly when Mitch comes out at like the five minute mark? 
I don't think and then, and then and then have Brunson play the whole first quarter and then bring in quickly for Brunson to start the second quarter. Uh, I mean, I don't think Mitch plays tomorrow, which is my thing. Um, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Center is the starts. Okay. I don't. I just. I feel like playing Grimes just kind of gives you what you want, ideally from the POA, and that gives you what you want in terms of like size. Like, I think quickly is probably a better defender than Grimes at this point, but also like. Oh, they're gonna grab this. I don't think one of the they play tomorrow. Um, deuce. Uh, yeah, I just I would rather just deal with Cam and then like try to make that work. Even even some OB wing minutes. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if OB plays some wing minutes tomorrow, like at the three, because you kind of just need him. And if his shooting's gonna be like this, where he's shooting 45% early in the season, then like he can draw some gravity and he can create some opportunity. I think. Um, Schwinn was talking about it on Twitter earlier. Like, he's earned some burn at the three, and if he's shooting like this, he is definitely like a three, four, five-ish kind of player. Wow. So, the early draft season, like whoever those weird people were that like wanted to see Obi at the three from like a year, right? They have been vindicated. They have been vindicated. This whole time, they have been vindicated. I mean, I, I still don't know if he has the lateral quickness to guard threes. It's a little bit more improved. Yeah, so I think you right. just like try it against like bench threes. Yeah, no, you're hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah against bench threes. Like, I think he can absolutely guard like a Sam Hauser. I'm not worried about. Oh him hell yeah, him. he would bake Sam. He would bake him. <laughs> I do think we should talk a little bit more about Cam. He was really good tonight. Really good. Um. No and especially give like he provided a spark they needed both halves when he came in at really inopportune times when the Knicks were just struggling to get anything going. And the first half he hit that three that kind of calmed them down. In the second half he had that take to the basket, that little floater. He played great defense, point of attack. He's always disruptive off the ball. Like obviously he's not DeJounte Murray, so nobody think I'm actually comparing them even defensively. But the way DeJounte destroyed the Knicks when he wasn't being attacked on the ball was he basically just had his hand in the paint. And anybody that tried to maneuver in the paint had to deal with his these freaking limbs just reaching in and trying to steal the ball. Cam does that too. Quickly does it a lot too. The Cam and Quickly together are a freaking nightmare for another teams. And they they should they should see a lot of time together because they really as much as you know, the Cam fans don't like to admit it. They really help each other, uh, especially defensively. No, Emmanuel Cook is the antichrist to Cam Reddish. Apparently, he is. But yeah, I do think that the length defensively is something that you would explore, and you could even. It, I think it would work wonders, especially. I think someone mentioned it earlier with with the Randall Obi pairing. If you do that, and I think also just like having. Um, I think Tyrese mentioned it. Um, and this is something I wanted to see la- since last year, since that Clippers game that really opened my eyes to like these type of combinations of like four like wing guards and then like center, like just do that and see like what you can do with that defensively. Like have IQ Cam, um, RJ. And whatever other guy, whether it's like Deuce or um, Brunson or whatever it is, and just like 
put a center in the middle and just watch them wreak havoc defensively like we did against the Clippers that game. So that that game kind of like set that blueprint for me that I just wanted to see more lineups like that. Um, and, you know, it's possible with this with this with this um, with this roster due to the versatility of all these guys that we have. And Grimes was even playing that game, too. And he's another guy yeah. that you could throw in there. Uh, so Maury Ball can start off the season 52% from the field, 40% from three, 86% from the line. A good old true shooting. Also, he's a point, um, he's a plus 7.5 on um, net rating wise. A good old true shooting of 62.2. Remember when I said that Cam Raiders bought into the idea that he was just a good 3 and D wing? He would be really hyper efficient and he would be really good at his job, and he would probably get himself generational up because of it. <laughs> You're, yeah, I 100% agree. And it's, it's always been the, it's, it's funny because the reason he has so many believers, his, you know, physical tools, his body, his smoothness has kind of always been what's held him back because. Describing a model? He, I mean, hey man, he, he, if you're going to create a basketball model, you know, like he is kind of the prototype. He looked, he's got the look. Um, I just think that, I just think that his first step to reaching the potential that everybody sees in him has actually always been taking a step back and just embracing being a role player because that's his path to consistent minutes. And that's his path to honing areas of his game that he needs to hone three-point shooting, be a, be a consistent three-point shooter off the catch, um, attacking closeouts, defense, bring consistently versatile defense. Dude, that guy does those things with his age and his, sorry, Sam, body. That guy's that guy is making, I don't know, what, what, what do you guys think? Like 15 million a year uh, uh, in restricted free agency? Like 20. Yeah, okay, there you go. Like, well, yeah, that, look that, at what DeAndre Hunter just got. DeAndre Hunter got 490 for playing hurt half the year. Like, dude, wait, like he's 6'9. He's 6'9 and has a pathway to be a hyper efficient wing. He's gonna yep. get paid. Which is why I was like, uh, do you want are you sure you want to play him? Because like if he's good like this, you kind of have to pay him. Yeah. Of course, eight games of the season. I'm not talking about extending runners now, I'm not getting crazy. Tyrese is on Cam Fam. Whoa! <laughs> Ty- Tyrese, no. Tyrese traded in his Randall jersey. He's got a Cam Reddish jersey now. No, no, uh, I'm theoretical <laughs> Cam Fam. Um, like if he does, wow. if he does the things that he can realize, I know he can realistically do. Then I do feel like yeah, the guy gets paid, but at the same time, like how long? Like, will he buy into this role, or will he just? Consider himself a star, and this is just like once in a while he like has a game where he fully buys into it. Because like you saw those takes late in the game, those two finger rolls where he basically just went, "Okay, I'm gonna slink my way to the basket and then just English it off the basket because I have the touch and I have the ability to get to the basket whenever I want to." And then like the ability to just do things transition because he has wacky arms and can just like create the little stuff. arms. Oh, I'm telling you, like. There's a player in there who can be an all-star, but a very inefficient one. And there's a player in there who could just be a, a very high-level role player. Like that's a guy who could like start on championship teams if he bought into the role. 
I also think we need to, in a lot of ways, people who are down on Cam are similar to people who are down on Quickly. Now, obviously, Quickly is a lot more accomplished in terms of like, um, body of work correlating to winning basketball and impact on the court. So it's not perfectly apples to apples. But we need to stop like having one game sample sizes be like, oh yeah, remember he sucks. Like we're just hyper, re- we're we're too hyper reactive, I think. And the same people, we don't want to be like the people who will be like, oh yeah, guys, see, like quickly isn't good because he played a bad second half tonight. If Cam comes out tomorrow night and has a rough game, I think the whole point of taking a flyer on him is giving him more than one game or ten games. You know, we have to be like. Okay, yeah, that was a bad game, but that's what it was. It was just a bad game, you know? That's my opinion, at least. Yeah, I agree. I just... Man, like... I get why Cam Fam is Cam Fam. That's really it. Like, I get why they're Cam Fam. Because, like, the, I... the, play, the player that could be... It's so freaking tantalizing. That you're just like, wow, this is a player who could like realistically be a part of this core. Like, oh, man, if they do the moves that I think they could potentially do in order to realistically save their asses, because I feel like a lot of these guys, like, I feel like the next few months is going to be a lot of trying to save your ass. Um, and usually when you're trying to save your ass, it's usually some of their best performances. Uh I can see a world where, like, maybe they're just like, you know what? We have three protected picks. We're not doing anything with them. Do we call up a San Antonio and go, hey, do you just want Evan Fournier and a Wizards pick? I can see that. For just to give, for just, oh. They will just dump him. Hey, we have a Wizards pick that we don't even care about using that much. Or, matter of fact, we'll give you the Bucks pick. Take the Bucks pick. Like, I can see that one happening. Because I kind of feel like at this point, they might just go, all right, we have to double Fournier. Uh, okay, Rose isn't going to play as much anymore. We're kind of just going to go into the idea that, like, hey, Tibbs, make this shit work. We know it will work because he's a good player and we're going to make you play. And, yeah, like, maybe I'm just high off one game, but, like, that was a stretch. This is a stretch where realistically guys can start losing their jobs. I kind of feel like this is the first time the front office has like felt that heat. Cause like with the Mitchell stuff and the Murray stuff, you're like, all right, you know what? We'll see how the season plays out. Okay, we got RJ Barrett extended. You know, that was a resounding win for the front office, like in terms of And like, then those two come and break our fucking jaws in back to back games. Exactly. And back to back games is like the highlight of that point. Cause it's like, okay, you could have won those games. But those guys are the reason why you didn't win those games. If it was like Trey Young going off and Murray had the game that Trey Young had, then like, all right, you know what? Murray didn't do anything. It was Trey Young being Trey Young. And then, you know, mm-hmm. Kevin Love was like going, oh, Derek Gower was going off. And like, Donald Mitchell went like four for 13. They did his job. But it was the fact that it was those guys in particular lighting you up and making you look foolish. I kind of feel like at this point, now you just got to like, you know, full speed ahead with like, okay, we got to win now. We got to keep our jobs. I feel like everybody's kind of at this point like fighting for their jobs at this point and I would not be surprised if you see like the quote-unquote best version of the Knicks. And I say this and tomorrow Fournier will be still in the 
and I would just look like an idiot. But like, <laughs> no, no I'm I'm so serious. I I'm so serious when I said that Dibs could use the logic of last year's PPG versus um, points per game versus the Celtics as a reason to start him, especially if he feels that Grimes doesn't have his leg under him all the way. I really think Dibs could do this, something like that. That's something that he would do. It's concerning, and it, it seems like far-fetched, especially after all the experimentation he did today. But, like, that would be the perfect Dibs move. I, 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 I am telling you, dude, I feel like Fournier is going to get some DMPs, and the DMPs are going to turn into, we're just going to dump you. Bro, Larry Nance just put someone on a fucking poster. Oh, I dunk of the Dunk I of the season, dude. Saw that and Jesus. <laughs> Holy cow. Jesus. That lovely fast. This is great. Oh. But yeah, like I I I think 48 gets is going to get familiar with my with my state of residence very, very, very soon. Um I, I think he has That's just my that's my prediction. I, I think he's gonna get dumped in the next month. I think he finishes the season as a Nick. Dude, there's there's no way if he starts tomorrow night, oh, I'm never coming on this post game again. I'll say that like I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done, man. I can't keep putting this much effort into this team for them to just turn around and start Evan Fournier tomorrow night. It can't happen. It can't happen. I hope I mean... not. But top the video. I I would not. I wouldn't be shocked. I'd just be disappointed. <laughs> I feel like, dude, dude, the way he played him tonight makes you feel like even Tibbs is like, yeah, nah. Like, if you believed in the guy, like, again, I've seen, I've seen like Mitch get benched, but Mitch will literally still play like 27 minutes a night and like will take over the game for Nose Noel. But the fact that he literally played every 40 like charity minutes because like, he really wasn't to play anybody else. I kind of feel like he got the message. And if it wasn't him who got the message, it was Leon Rose going, dude, I want you to keep your job. Don't be stupid. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm kind of at that point where I think like now we've gotten the bullshit out the way. Rose is like a non sequitur. We really don't care. Get dubbed Fournier. You have a little bit of cast base to like work with, maybe to get somebody. You have you have a couple draft picks still. Like losing one protected pick is gonna not do anything for you significantly. Like I'm sorry, you kind of seen the value of the protected picks. They don't really matter that much. Like, so yeah, I, I it looks bad in terms of like, oh well, you know, all these contracts you use, you don't pick to sign up. At the same time, it's like, well, whatever. If the team is still winning games, I don't, I don't really care. Um, JL points out that Obi is averaging 11 points per game and 16 minutes per game. Pretty good. PP, yeah, PPM minute. PP, PPM God. Like, yeah, man. Like, PPM. Obi's been playing good? Points per minute. Um... Taz says, no need to use a pick to dump 13, in my opinion. Just bench him. He'll be expiring at the end of the year and will probably be movable then. You're looking at a Bertrand's contract. 
he's getting to Berton's level, and like even though Berton's contract is worse, I still kind of feel like maybe you take back some worse contracts, but I don't think the Knicks want to take back worse contracts. I think they would rather just have to cash base. Mm. Like you'll have a little bit, you'll like have a decent amount because like even with Cam's cap hold, I kind of feel like you may have like enough for like maybe a ten million dollar player. Like you could get somebody decent. Fucking yeah. Emily, like you can get somebody decent. So like I think I think dumb, I, I honestly think Dumbledore Kid probably would be the best course of action. Just in terms of just like you know what, whatever, why not? What do you have to lose? You know, Fournier could just ask out too, which could help the process. Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely see that. But like, who he seems like a good soldier. I don't know. I, I, I well, I I agree. He is a good soldier, but he wants to play basketball. And of he's course, being paid to, he's being paid to play basketball. And if the Knicks decide, okay, we're going to a nine or a ten man rotation that doesn't include you, you're the odd man out. You know, I could at least see him being like, all right, let's. Can you at least look for a trade for me? Like, if it's not, you know, we can send it to the Lakers. They need shooting. We'd have to take Russ. Mm, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, okay, we give you like some of our junk and you give us back your junk and like we make it work. Pause. All right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Um, Brent. Oh, Brent is here. Brent t- chimes in. Sloppy win, but still good. I support IQ, but you think he got to change his three-point shot diet. So many off the dribble attempts and pump fake catch and shoot shots. He could see the ball go in so much more if he took those easier looks. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree. Um, man, how was his shots in his rookie year? I mean, the rookie year was also like the year where like he his was shots like, the same. playing in half. His shots, half, his shots haven't changed half much. His, but, Man, really? I, 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 I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong. I would just assume he shot more off the catch because of the nature of the offense. The ball's probably yeah, a lot, yeah. Burks he definitely shot more off the catch. I think his shooting off the catch was like 47 percent though. Like he was wild with the catches rookie year. It like yeah, it was like 47 percent. Like it was, that's and then like bad. I think his um. But I think I think off. I think that's Brent's point is that he should shoot off the catch more. Yeah. And. Again, this is how he could be helped, you know, by by not, you know, play play him more with uh with Brunson, Brunson you know, RJ. RJ. He's gonna get more catch and shoot looks. Um, but he also just has to be smarter. Um again, like he's the one taking some of these shots, and he's also not taking some shots that I feel like he should take. I don't know, yes. it's been really weird, like I feel like simultaneously he's passing on too many good looks, but then the shots he does take, I, uh, oftentimes I'm like, man, was that really the one he chose to take? So I don't know. Um, that's definitely his biggest area of improvement, in my opinion. And I don't, we, where I discussed it earlier, a quickly with better shot selection where the ball's going in the basket more is a really freaking good player. Yes, indeed. How do we feel about Hartenstein? Because I know we kind of gave him shit for his rebounding in the last game. How do we feel about him tonight? Before we close things out, I thought he was good. Fine. This yeah, is like this is, more than any other game this season. Like this so far this season, he's either been like up here or down here. 
this was just like a solid game and like worthy of the two year, $16 million contract we gave you. Like this is what he came in, like rebound, move the ball when you touch it, you know, make your layups and floaters and dunks, um, protect the rim a little bit. He had two blocks. He had 10 rebounds. Like it was fine. Um, nothing to get too excited about, but it was good. No complaints either. Yeah. I thought he provided solid minutes. Um, and we're going to see how, how he looks in, I guess, extended minutes. Um, starting tomorrow with Mitch probably missing some time with whatever it is. Maybe it's nothing with the sore knee, but something to look at, um, something to pay attention to going forward. Um, but yeah, definitely it's going to be interesting to see how he contributes going forward in possibly extended minutes and see what we do with Sims as well. You know, Sims probably gets some more run as well. I bet they. Even if he can play, unless it's just like it was just like a stinger and he's 100%, I bet they sit him out because the Celtics don't really have a center like without Robert Williams. It's all so I bet they ride the wave of momentum, start Hartenstein and play Randall and Obi together more, just like just to keep getting that more minutes. I bet they ride that wave. Yeah, that's what I think so too. I could definitely see that. I, I, yeah, I think honestly, Grimes, Mitch, um, Rose to a lesser extent, and for me, all get like reduced their number minutes because I don't think really I don't think they play much. Like I think they go nine man rotation, maybe sprinkle in a little bit of deuce, and I'm just like, you know what? Let's try to win two, these two games and let's try to get our season back on track. Um, Jordan also asked, how worried are are we about iHeart starting against the Celtics? Um, not too I much. He, I think he should be fine. He should be okay. Um. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. We'll see. Yeah, I think I think he'd do fine. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss how bad he really was if he was really that <laughs> shit. So, um, I think we can end things off here. Shout out to everyone that stayed, commented, left a question, a comment, all that good stuff. We will be back tomorrow after the Knicks, the Knicks versus the Celtics. Um, hopefully the Knicks win again. Hopefully Thibs is is willing to try some more stuff out. Um, check out everything stricken related in the description. We got links to the site, the merch, the Twitter, and the Patreon. All different ways that you can support us um, and the content going forward. Make sure y'all leave a like and subscribe as well. We're trying to get to 1K subs. Helps us out a ton if you leave a like and you sub. So definitely do that. And we will be back tomorrow. Peace out. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge? Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.